When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I write a weekly column for Cracks called The People vs. Adam Todd Brown, and I use that column to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then I come on this show to defend those opinions. Joining me today. He's tall. He does things with comedy. He likes a lot of very nerdy things. A lot of people think he's kind of intimidating and he doesn't know why. And stupid. But he's he <laughs> likes people and he loves everybody and his life is going pretty well right now. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff May. Also joining you today. He's a musician. Uh, he's kind of sleepy, uh, excited about the vitamin water that he's drinking, put out a recent EP we'll probably hopefully be talking about. Um, You're embarrassing us. Yeah, feeling uh, feeling, intru- feeling kind of strange show. about the new format. It's going to be a great show. Yeah, no, it's good. I good job, so. everyone. Yeah. Yeah. You clearly listened to the... We should... I should have... In- <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I should have introduced Jeff, and Jeff should have introduced me. Okay. Oh, and Why? Because I'm actually good at it? Because I'd be enthusiastic about introducing you. Oh, my you. God. Thank you. Yeah, totally. I would really phone it in with you. Yeah, you'd find a way, I'm sure. We went right into the intro. That was a... Uh, right that was from a, the intro that was into a thrill. Which we very rarely do, guys. because well, we're all stars? Things are getting It's because we're all stars. Yeah. Hey, now. Yeah. You're an all star. Yeah. Put your shoes on. Hey, you. <laughs> oh, that's Smash Mouth. Uh, so, Danger, you're here with something to plug. I am. Hit it, Brett. You know, the hardest part of this show for me is the first few minutes. Because I spend all that time asking everyone else what's going on in their life. You didn't even When all I really want to talk about is what I've been up to since last week. While well, we call this segment This Week in Me. about getting tense. Maybe if you rock this hard, I'd let you talk about your new music. We'll see. Yeah. Are you? Do you promise to rock this hard? I do promise because I can assure you that we do indeed. Okay, so now tell everyone about your new project. We're doing hey, that right? now. <laughs> well, no. Why wouldn't we? All right, let's. You talk. wanted to? Oh, do you want to wait till the end when no one's listening? You want it? Then let's do. I mean, I don't they've want. I don't want you to. Yeah, they've probably. already stopped. Yeah, they stopped. No, this has been a strong intro so far. Well, okay. I'm sorry. You don't like the idea of plugging your. No, uh, I'm. I'm no, super wait. on board. No, let's wait. My Can column... I do an anti-plug for <laughs> yeah. whatever danger's trying to push? Can we so so arguing about this? <laughs> so my column this week is about why the '70s are the most important decade ever. Oh, I'm interested to see. But Why I, you think that? I feel like, well, I can explain some of it, but I also feel like... Is it because you lived through the 70s? <sighs> I was born in 76, motherfucker. I was four at the end of the You 70s. were the spirit of America. It's hard to say I lived through the 70s. <laughs> right. Yes, I am a bicentennial baby. Thank nice. you very much. Yeah. They put um, something on your driver's license or something? 
You got like a special sticker? Like one of those. Maybe in 1976, but yeah. I feel like that's a program they would have eliminated for cost saving reasons by now. That's a shame. Yeah, I was born in 76. But yeah, in my opinion, the 70s are the greatest decade. But that's not the, the kind of thing we can base this entire podcast on because I don't know if everyone else is as knowledgeable of the 70s as I am, meaning I don't know if both of you just watched an eight-part documentary about the 70s. On Netflix? No. Yeah. yeah. I saw that. I haven't gotten it. You saw it? Yeah. No, I didn't watch it. No, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> we're, aware. we're aware of the I series. saw that it's there. I yeah. breezed, breezed right past it. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. The 70s were amazing. Well, I mean, for so many reasons. Which you will elucidate in due time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, cool. well one thing is uh, television. Think about all the things that happened on TV in the 70s. It's such, such as? Well, that's when television went from being these like fantasy depictions of what white American life was like, like Mayberry and fucking Beverly Hillbillies and Green Acres. All these hillbilly shows. There's a lot of like fancy hillbillies being involved yeah. in that. And those shows in the late 60s were uh, CBS's bread and butter. Like those were its highest rated shows. That's what everyone who watched that network watched. And I don't know if they did a poll or something, but they just started getting information that young people... Actually, you know what it was. How, how fucking interesting is this? Gil Scott Heron's poem... Oh, the revolution will not be televised. Yeah. References those shows. And when the head of CBS heard that, he was like, oh, we have to change some shit. <laughs> this is over. Yeah. Oh, nice. So how cool is that? that no, that is right. That a TV yeah. executive heard that and was like, fuck, he's right. We are a bunch of filthy crackers. <laughs> we are some <laughs> lame white people. So they immediately guess what they called it when they did this. The revolution. The darkening. The rural purge. Oh, yeah. Wow. Right. Right. That's, that's so and what they did, <laughs> Yeah. And what they did <laughs> is they went through and canceled all of those hillbillies. They shows. canceled them. Yeah. Canceled them. Wow. Beverly Hillbillies, Putting people Green out of work. Acres. They replaced them with stuff like Mary Tyler Moore, which was a single woman who was like going on dates and taking birth control pills and doing lots of fucking. That's a thing you didn't yes, see on was. TV in the yeah. 60s. Yeah. Letting her hat fly away. All in the part of Family, it. which was the first show to uh, really acknowledge that a lot of people in this country are super duper racist, which also was one of the first shows to have a gay person on it. And this was all Norman Lear. Norman Lear uh, started All in the Family. Good times. Uh, spun off Maud from All in the Family, which starred B. Arthur. I had the first abortion reference on a, on a TV show, didn't it? Was it that or Maude? Mary Tyler Moore? I think it was Maude. Was it Maude? Yeah. Uh, All in the Family had the first toilet flushing on television. Nice. Big deal back then. But uh, from Maude, Good Times spun off. And remember, he, he started doing this. The CBS, the guy's name was Fred Silverman, started doing this in response to people saying that the shows weren't like urban enough or didn't reflect real life. So by the time we get to Good Times, that's an entire black cast. Right. Pretty much. I mean, there were... Was the Jeffersons around people. there as well? Well, yeah. What happened is Base. the Black Panther Party did not like good times. And Huey Newton, leader of the Black Panthers, had a meeting with Norman Lear wow. about it. And when he asked why he didn't like good times, he said, uh, why can't we see a black man be successful on television? 
And huh. that's how the Jeffersons happened. Because George and that was Jefferson. That was a spinoff of a uh, different show. <laughs> Wasn't something. Yeah, yeah also yeah, a spinoff was, of I think All, All in the, the family? family. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Okay, but so there we still, go. That's like that's a lot of really big change in a short amount of time. Totally. Yeah. When before that it was got to reflect like people leaving, not living population density, leaving the rural areas and moving more into urbans. Like that's is that yeah. when the cities started to outnumber the quaint bullshit Green Acres nonsense? Yeah, and I think it was just uh, like the '60s had happened and people were less idealistic about life in general. Uh, we were getting ready to war it up in Vietnam. Yeah. I mean, we already were by that uh-huh. point. Um, Since 1965, really. Yeah. yeah that's some staying power. Yeah. And don't forget, that happened in the 70s. That's another reason that's one of the most important decades. That's when we learned we weren't invincible. We are like, vincible. We could be beat. Even that, but it's not like we didn't even win the Korean War. Did mm-hmm. we? Like, yeah, we kind of. Yeah. It was a draw. It's, it was a draw. Yeah, it's yeah like, it was right, like a draw. So I, I don't know why we were even still cocky by Vietnam then. Cocky about Vietnam? Weren't we? I, I'm sure we were. I'm sure we went oh, in by, like, like, like ooh, ooh. You know what it is? It's like, <laughs> I don't know anyone that's, that's my ever. That's of a U.S. soldier. It's funny, that's ever ooh, Tim Allen's their way through <laughs> defending the Vietnam War. Well, it's Americans get so I wasn't bored. defending the Vietnam War. Um, you I were will. putting yourself in the position. Yeah. Domino theory, baby. I stand by it. The broken windows? Are you going broken windows? You know what? I'm sorry, but diplomatically. Here's the thing I learned in college that I would like to talk about now to make myself seem smart. Uh, (laughs) I'm not going to do that, actually. Oh, okay. Thanks. Okay. Um, So there was all that on TV. It was also the FCC. All that was in the 90s, by the way. (laughs) The FCC tried to shut this down when the network started getting kind of edgy. Uh-huh. They wanted to institute, it was called the Family Hour, but it was from 7 to 9. So that's 2. Yeah, that's and the that's Family when people watch hour. television. And they wanted it to be so no shows with any kind of suggestive content. Yeah, like, basically, you would have had to have kids shows in the 7 to 9 slot. Uh-huh. And the networks went to the Supreme Court with that shit and won. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Rare time yeah. to root for the networks. Fuck the FCC. Seriously. Well, when they're going against the FCC. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's root against the FCC. Yeah. And, and back at this point, the networks were still kind of doing good. Interesting Yeah, choices. they were like, like they, the they could, taking risks. The yeah, they were, like, they were putting shows out that really did reflect, like, may, I'm, like the situations wouldn't be exactly the same, but... It was, you know, they were real people. They were single women and people of color and old people and young people. And, and this is the first time that had happened. I Pretty much, yeah. Right. I mean, well, is it the case where the first time a thing happens is the best example of that thing happening? Well, it's the thing that sits prominently most in your brain. Yeah. Really. Yes. I mean, the first person to do blank is the one that everyone's going to remember. Yeah. And there are going to be people that are better at it later on. And those shows were not all be trailblazers. were all really well written. And really funny. Yeah, All in the Family was fantastic. Even like the the Bob Newhart show was great. Oh, it was a great show. There's a scene in this documentary where they uh, they cut to a scene from <laughs> the Bob Newhart show, and he's having this tirade. And at the end of it, he goes, "And I just don't want to have to make any more decisions." <laughs> and then the elevator dings, and two doors open at the same time. <laughs> and he goes and takes the stairs. Nice. Like that's like little shit like that. Like so that's you're, what, that's a great so joke. You, you're 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 the, you say the seventies. Uh, for you say the seventies for television, yeah. For television, I think the seventies were definitely well the most important, but I don't know if they were the 
best. Best, yes. And that's uh, kind of where two, I was coming from. I the think the aughts. Yeah, that's where I'm going with it. The best. Uh, I like go the from Sopranos, too. The which started in 98 or 99, but you know, had full yeah, steam it really got in, steam the in the aughts. We got The Wire. Yeah, we had the one. Yeah, the Battlestar, Arrested Development, yeah. uh, uh, Battlestar yes. Galactica. <laughs> also, Modern the seventies, and then the uh, and then the two thousands. Yeah, the Mad two. Men, you know, Mad Men starts in the. I, I think that the. the in, I, I thought we were doing like comparing decades totally. Right. And I was like, oh, the, the aughts. No, well, I was just talking about TV. TV, yeah, because that's in my column, and okay, James right. wanted me to hit on. I it. mean, and some of the other things in my column, like there was a lot of stuff for like uh, women's rights. A lot of good things happened, even though the equal rights. Amendment didn't pass. War, obviously. Like, ABBA. ABBA, obviously. So, yeah. Read my column for all that, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Looking forward to it. But, yeah, best decade Oughts. for TV? I say the aughts. I, I, mean, I mean, as much as we hate it, like, uh, it changed. I mean, you had the the um, doc, the mockumentary-style uh, sitcom, you know, with uh, mm-hmm. things Single like camera The Offices, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. The Office and Parks and Rec and things yeah, like that. Yeah, people figured out how to do more with Parks and Rec, less. 30 The Rock. Daily Show's importance ah, yeah, it shifted, yeah. you know. I mean, obviously, it had existed since the 90s, but it really became important yeah. in the 2000s. Yeah, it was with the 2000 election, probably. Yeah, what, yeah. What I mean, it. yeah, you had everything. You, you It really did. I mean, the 2000s. I mean, we got the Jersey Shore. <laughs> Lost, what do you say about uh, that? I think I feel like Lost was an important. It was. It was a landmark. It ended up being yeah. like a kind of a yeah. A I mean, clunker. It, but... it wasn't the greatest show, but it really changed the way TV yeah, shows were started made strong. for a long time, and it still does kind of yeah, like I mean, it's all yeah. yeah. Shows are now built. Every act out is a cliffhanger, and yeah. I, I mean, I guess yeah. that still happens. There's still tension, obviously, in a, in a Law and Order episode, but. Yeah, but they're more like shrouding. I, I think it's a, events. An entire like, series in, in mystery. Yeah, like, like Lost did. Full I series think. are being treated like miniseries now, yeah, where yeah. they're they're having every one is the most important episode. Oh, speaking yeah. of true crime, guys, have you seen The Night of on HBO? Yeah, buddy. Yeah, does that, yeah, does that yeah buddy. That's go- I'm sorry to go on a little tangent here. What a television show! Well, I watched the first episode last night. Oh, wow. is that the one about? I I've been seeing. Is it like an Uber driver kills someone? Maybe. Is yeah, that well, theory? he's not an Uber driver, but and he's an no, Uber. it's oh. not. It's no? It's that you're close. Okay, because I've been seeing the previews for it. The ads are spooky. Ooh, it's a good show. I See, I was going to come in today and say that this... like, the 2010s have been the best decade of television so far. Like The stuff that we've seen well, with like Game of Thrones and Breaking Bad. The Americans. There's, Americans. And it's also the switch to streaming. Like the uh, Netflix Bad, and Hulu, actually. Yeah, Breaking Bad and Mad Men both started in yeah. the late They started odds. Yeah, but if they ended, you get yeah. Anyways. For sure. I but it's like you, you couldn't way. have made Breaking Bad in the 90s. You know, you couldn't have made Breaking Bad in the 80s. It was only a thing it was that... was Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Yeah. You had to go through Malcolm in the Middle. To be fair... You had to go through The Sopranos, which I, is, which I is a remarkable achievement. The danger, Wire as well. Danger just to argue against that. I think right now the teens, if we're just calling that this decade... Sure. Let's. Where there's too much of what happened in the aughts. The aughts started what we have now, which is there's every single network, HLN, QVC... The Fox Sports Jacksonville, they all have an hour, like hour long dramas now. And there's just so much of it. And it's all trying to be gritty. It's all trying to be Mad Men and Breaking Bad. And the you, batting average has gone down. I, feel, I will with, say with we'll talk television. about a, a decent home run with ballers, though, right? Do not like yeah, ballers. ballers I love too. ballers. Do not like ballers. I really do like that. You just bought the UFC. That's I crazy. unironically love that show. Like, I love it. I watched it and I was like, this will be, oh my God, I like it a lot. 
Yeah, that's pretty good. It's refreshing. It's a refreshing show because everything's grim and gritty, and this is like a fun... It's like, yeah, it's like Entourage with athletes. Yeah, on that note, like, everything on HBO right now, like, Ballers, which I haven't seen, but I guess you'll vouch for it. Uh, Veep is astounding. Yeah, Man, Silicon Valley is so good. Uh, and then Game of Thrones, of course, is a landmark. The Game Battle of, of the what? Bastards, best goddamn episode of television ever. I, I will know, say that's not. That's not. I will say that. I think it's fantastic. Uh, yeah, that's a little bit. It was good. It's but, so you know. good. It's so they, good. Are you still riding the high danger? I'm still riding that high. Okay. I, it's the only thing. I, it's the only television episode that I watched, and it was like I, I got to watch that again immediately. And so I've done I that did. With multiple episodes of Breaking Bad. Yeah. No. But absolutely. I, I do agree totally. with you that streaming by the end of this decade, streaming could make this yeah. the most important. We're, yeah. Decade. We're watching like, full series here, in, in and we're getting and yeah, people like, shows we normally wouldn't get a chance to see. Are getting it specifically now. Game of Thrones. Like I, did, I caught on Game of Thrones so late. Like well, after no, fifth season, had already. Not had really like it. Like Game less, of Thrones is. But like, let's on. talk about Daredevil for a second because sure. I think that's yeah, important. Or Jessica Jones. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So Daredevil and so Jessica good. Jones are important. Number one, because it's a Marvel TV show that's gritty. Number two, it's based off of a failed movie from the the two thousand aughts, based off of a character that people were like, ah, it's done. Nobody cares about yeah, Daredevil. Right. And then you make a drama series, an action drama that is so intense and so widely and critically loved yep. that they're like oh my god like this is a legitimate television show with a superhero at the center that people like and then jessica jones became like a, a jessica, real jessica topic. jones was yeah so that's, good that's yeah. a character that was created by accident uh she was originally supposed to be spider woman in the comic book and no. they couldn't he couldn't use her so he created jessica jones and now she's this huge character. Yeah. Like, and that's a real, that's a good show. And ne- totally. without Netflix, you would never have got, we never right. would have gotten that show. Yeah. Never. So yeah, you could be right. Yeah. So it's, the, a, it's, a hair's, decade, it's a hair's about the difference between this the decade's and not current. over. No. So. This might be the most revolutionary decade in regards to TV the, and how it's delivered. Yeah. And, that, yeah. and then that changes, you know, the, I mean, the, streaming, the content. Is, streaming is the new cable. And it's yeah. giving, and, and back when you only had, you went from networks to cable and you had, you go from five channels to 100 channels, and obviously your programming and your options become higher. Right. Now we've gone even past that to Hulu and Amazon exclusives. And like, oh, yeah. Do you Is watch, anybody subscribed to YouTube? Do you Red? watch? Do you watch Bosch? Yeah. Or do you? And I'm like, I don't even know. There's all these shows that the, people love. Uh, the Kingdom. The man, the man in the High Tower. Yeah. And there's all these shows. Mozart in the Jungle. Powers on PlayStation. Yeah. Like. By the way, uh, the creator of Powers is also the creator of Jessica Jones. Brian Michael Bendis created both characters. Yeah, well, so. well, 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 yeah. uh, what was the best decade for music? 70s. 80s. Ooh. Mm. Incorrect. 70s. I, Probably 60s. I would say 60s. 60s. I mean, I get 70, the 60s yeah. had like big things, like but the Beatles, Beatles consistently the had a lot of stuff. Prince? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Prince, of course. <laughs> Michael Jackson. 80s. But the 80s, a lot of that music doesn't hold up. No. It holds up if you were someone like Prince, who knew how to use synthesizers and drum machines in a way that wasn't going to sound super duper dated 20 years later. I mean, I think but a lot of the not, Beatles sounds dated. A lot of music now sounds like the Beatles. I mean, a lot of music now sounds like 80s music. We've yeah, but the, not the de- but it doesn't sa- it doesn't sound like the dated 80s music. Like there is mm, there's a true. lot of music from the well, 80s. Well, a lot was produced, yes. Like but... go back and listen to any rock musician in the 80s. Bad times. Right. Bad times. Like I Van love Hale? 70s Neil Hart. Neil Young, 
Bob yeah. Dylan. I mean, Springsteen to some extent. Like, uh, but listen, really Springsteen. Born in the USA is his best-selling album and also one of his shittiest. I mean, it's great if you like corny synthesizer riffs and Traveling Wilburys, uh, Tom Petty, like good stuff. Like they, there were yeah, guys there's that had good really, stuff like, every really decade. Really great yeah. stuff, though. Yeah, there's good stuff every decade. I mean, in 2010s, you got your you got your countless thousands. Isn't that, that that's good? Huh? I've never heard of your uh, your theme song. Countless countless thousands. Countless yeah. important. I'm not counting any. <laughs> I'm not nice. counting any thousands right now, so I don't have to count less. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. I was going to use your argument earlier with uh, the 70s music being like the first time you saw in the 70s you saw you saw both hip hop and punk start. You yeah, know, and some classic examples of those art forms. My my argument with hip hop, yes, it started in the seventies. It was all, but it didn't get good until hands, like the everybody. late eighties. Everybody, yeah, your hands. hands. Yeah, they went a long time where it was it was, it was just shit telling like people that. to clap, wave uh-huh. their hands. Yeah, but like the well, the rock the and the rock and roll of the seventies. You Even know, the you, message. Didn't we just listen? Yeah, to the we message? listened. We dissected it, and it was just it's rock. Now that guy's just an undercover fag. And it's like, whoa, whoa. Hey. Come yeah. on, Grandmaster Flash. Come on. Yeah, man. yeah. Be progressive. But like the Ramones hold up. You know, uh, Stiff Little Fingers I was hold really up. really a fan of yeah. Ah, I love Judy as a punk. It's so good. But I mean, like, yeah, there's so much good music that first had a great example. So they the have 70s. two songs called Blank is a Punk? Yes, because isn't there one and about probably Sheila? Sheila? I wonder. Yeah, I wonder Sheila's how fun. differently they sound. <laughs> exactly. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. When we're discussing this, is there are always going to be decades that set a precedent. So you're going to have to ignore the precedents because what you're saying is, well, here's a time when punk rock started, and here's a time. When, so that's why this is the most important. But like, well, I would it wasn't say, just because punk say, got started. I would say now. the hip hop of the '90s is way more important Ye- than the hip hop of the '70s. Agree. Or Absolutely. I would say that the punk rock of the 80s is probably I'd maybe more important than the punk rock of the 80s, 70s. early 90s for hip-hop. Yeah, but and I mean, like rock well, and roll gold, in the 70s, I think, the, is what really made it. Well, what they call the golden age of rap happened between like 87 and 90, because that's when... Run DMC. Every, well, no, not Run DMC. Everybody was selling platinum albums. Like, pl- like who, who sells a million albums today? But like Big Daddy Kane had a platin- had two platinum albums back then. So okay. Sucking Eric B and Rock Tom Segura special. Check it out. We'll invest. Like Eric B and Rock him. All these not really pop rap acts because like Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince were. were, It was also options though too. I mean, it was also like there wasn't the flooding of the market with. I mean, hip hop was obviously still big, but it wasn't as flooded as it is now. Yeah, well, I mean, I was buying music back then. There was a lot of it. It's not like we were short on rappers to choose from and there were there were already rappers coming from like miami and other parts even to the bullshit record store i shopped at in peoria illinois we would get tapes from fucking everywhere so there were options but there were just some rappers who were selling like not really grammy amounts i don't know soul train ward award mounts can we talk about the importance of suge knight adam do you know anything about suge knight uh who no, I haven't heard anything about. Shirt I always Knight. found the the late eighties and early nineties to be very significant uh, for music because you had uh, the two branches of hip hop that broke out, which was the very digestible hip hop, um, which was like Will Smith really making it big on, <laughs> on his own. When you had like MC Hammer and Vanilla Ice, who I get it are are jokes now, but like at the time that was popular hip hop and, and very digestible. And then you also had Death Row, 
So you had these two well, vastly different... Well, there was a different... third thing also, which was starting in the early 90s, there was rap that was very... Woke. Uh, yeah, very conscious. Yeah. Very ethos, eth- Tennessee. Afrocentric. And it was... Not, well, not just like that, but like X-Clan, who was like militant about it and promising Milwaukee was going to get shot up in 1995. Public, public Does ever remember that when uh, the Black Panthers said they were going to tear Milwaukee up in 1995? Oh. Never, never happened. Did They didn't. Oh, that's good. They, you would you wouldn't tell from they, they looking actually, at Milwaukee. Uh, they, yeah, they actually lost to the Brewers in the <laughs> NLCS. So. <laughs> they actually got there, and they were like, "Oh, someone tore this shit all up first. Damn it!" Yeah, Public Enemy, and that actually it, it won't surprise you to know that there there are conspiracy theories out there that claim the rise of gangster rap was an effort to squash that conscious pro black rap that was also just replacing it with macho gaining. bullshit yeah well, well yeah also and also making, also making, making pop artists look like criminals yeah making them look like criminals and making them deliver messages that didn't involve uh positivity yeah slapping women as opposed to changing the world or helping your community is that what it means by when you slap a hoe is that as the way they refer to women let me see you invited him on no, I actually you just invited in, myself. Just wander right in. Brett, did, you, did you leave the door open? I did. I'm sorry. Yep. Jesus, wide open. This is uh, insane. Uh, so, what other categories can we talk There's, about? Uh, movie films. Uh, oh, by the way, I still say the '60s See, and, are and the most why? important for me because the most I important think, are the best. Because like we didn't well, even talk yeah. about the, the rock and roll of the '70s. I think is the best. Rock you have and to roll, remove you know? most important because of precedent. Yeah. You have yeah. to. Yeah. Because you can't be like, well, you know, the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. Uh, well, yeah, obviously those are the two. So then you know what? I'm going. I'm going best. I'm going '80s too. Yeah, I think the '80s because the pop music doesn't really hold up. But that's when you had bands like the Pixies mm. and all these really the, great indie bands. Prince, REM, Michael Jackson, REM. Oh, um, yeah. But you also had the Beastie Boys. You had Run DMC. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I and honestly, in late 80s, that's when, like, the rappers who actually changed rap, like Eric B. and Rakim and Big Daddy Kane, that's when they came along. So, yeah, I like I, I, I mean. My favorite rap music is late 80s, early 90s. So, yeah. yeah I'm I, saying rap. or Yeah, I'm saying 80s. 80s. But 80s. also because it dovetails into the early 90s when... Like Offspring and Green Day started to blow up. Yeah. The punk pop punk became a thing. Yeah. yeah. All right. I think Nirvana started that, but whatever. Sure. Yeah. Did Nirvana Jr. started pop punk? Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Fair. There's a clear <laughs> line yeah. between Nirvana and some 41. <laughs> yeah, right? uh, I bet some 41 thinks there is. They would love it. They would we're love just, we're it like Canadian Nirvana, you guys. <laughs> no, you're not. I mean, he did marry the Courtney Love of Canada, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, for Levine. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And then she married... Uh, Nickelback. Wow, she's making her way across Canadian uh, uh, musicians, isn't she's she? She's going to have to marry The Weeknd next. Or Drake. Yeah. Yeah, you marry Drake, you get raped by The Weeknd. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what happened? We... <laughs> <laughs> that might be the greatest joke I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, that was fun. Oh, sorry. The weekend. Right. Uh, so there's movies. <laughs> yeah, movies. I'm going the arts. I'm going nineties. Have you seen a movie from the nineties recently? I have seen the movies. They are from the, the most nineties movies you can ever see. <laughs> well, they would be. Yes, I look back. But at, I'm not talking about ten things I hate about you. I'm talking about Goodfellas and Silence of the Lambs. 
You know, movies are those are all like 1989 and 1990 movies. Sure, though. it still counts as the 90s I if mean, we got to put a date on it. Well, only one of those. I things. think I agree with what Brett's about. To movies say. are tough because the technology, more so than music. Sure, music technology has changed. There was analog to digital, but a guitar is still a guitar. A yeah, voice the is best still guitars voice. still come from back in the day. You know, the technology adds. It's like what what decade had the best computers? You know, like okay, so we want to not, talk. Plot wise, then okay, yeah. I mean, there there are great movies from going back to the 30s, yeah. But I, I don't know. It, it's hard. To, it's hard to pick because every decade is cheesy. I mean, even the aughts are cheesy. I, you know, yeah, agreed. Right? I think the aughts were right before the cusp of where the t- 2000 teens went way overboard. Mm-hmm. When you'd have like when you had pir- the first Pirates of the Caribbean before they went silly with it. Or when you had Iron Man and you had like these, like you opened up, you opened up a lot of the sci-fi fantasy stuff. You had the Lord of the Rings movies that made things, I think, more available to have these stories that have existed for 50 and 60 years. Finally, we finally have the option to have them. And they're great. And have a good version of it. Good. Totally. Counterpoint. What about original filmmaking? I don't think the 2000s was a bad year for that. You had Children of Men, which I think was one of my favorite movies. Uh, I really love that. You have, you still had a lot of, Art House hadn't died yet, mm-hmm. I think, in the 2000s. I think there was a lot of really good stuff. Uh, you know, it was before we knew Woody Allen was as much of a monster as we thought, and you had some good stuff there. We had there some good stuff from Woody some Allen. Some people did yeah. know. Some people did know. I mean, no, yeah. <laughs> about maybe three yeah. or four people very specifically knew about Woody Allen. Right. I think it was right. It was all the. It was right in the middle of the Venn diagram of we have the right technology, but we're not going so overboard that everything has to be a two and a half hour long explosion fest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how I feel about this argument. I mean, I'm leaning 90s maybe just because it's kind of we're, we're catching. We're still in peak Spielberg. But yeah, I don't know how I, I don't know. how Adaptation I was 99. Wasn't I it? think it was two. It might have been 2000 or no. 2001. Let me check. Yeah. But the problem is, well, like Brett was saying, the technology changes so much that it makes great movies easier to make. Yes. So then do you go with the decade that did the most with having the least? Because then is then it would be whatever be like the 40s and 50s. The well, cabinet of Dr. Kelly. I think Gary. maybe the 80s. Because yeah. a lot of the a lot of the special effects hadn't changed as drastically over 40 years as you'd think in the past 20 years. Yeah. God, um, movies are hard. But like I mean, one. well, because if that's the case, then I would I would put you know, Empire Strikes Back and and Star Wars. You know, Star Wars in seventy seven, Empire Strikes Back. In totally, 80. those movies still look good. Um, Whatever yeah. version you choose. And to even though those honor. are my favorite movies of all time, I yeah. still would bit of a bit of a Star Wars fan. Are you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are you regurgitating my own stand up bit at me right now? Yeah, I, I could have, but it would be. I think the the aughts were a, a, a good a good transition point. Yeah, you got your. Uh, but some of my favorite movies are not. In that, I'm looking at it strictly uh, objectively. Yeah, I feel like if you watch really great movies from the 70s, I don't know if it was the 80s or 90s where we figured it out, but in the 70s, the opening is all really long and drawn out, and you're like, what? Watch the good father. Watch Watch Godfather nowadays, and it's like, "Ah, come on, somebody do something. I kind of find those movies a little boring. Totally. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, watch Marathon Man, the first 45 minutes. You're like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) And then it's like the best movie ever for the last 30 minutes. It's like the opposite of Full Metal Jacket. Yeah, it's like people learned 
And I think it's because there was this book written called Save the Cat, which is what everyone bases every script ever on right now. That book says, you know, let people know what the point of this movie is within like the first 10 minutes or you're going to lose people. And you see in like the late 80s, early 90s that that kind of stops, like those really long, drawn-out openings. Right, people started figuring out what worked from the genres, you know, like you get Pulp Fiction uh, or or Goodfellas, where they just go in with the intent and like that world-building, but there's an energy there that actually holds up, and you can still watch those movies again and again and again. Yeah. Yeah. Godfather is not a popcorn movie. My favorite movies are probably from the 80s. But I, I, I would say that Aliens and Robocop yeah. and like stuff like that and like Rambo 2 and you very, very Reagan movies, very movies that really pushed the Reagan movies that agenda. really pushed the mentally ill out of yeah, the hospitals. Yeah. But it was, they were very, they were very <laughs> pro-military, uh, very pro-military, like, yeah, you stand up for what you need. You got a gun and you're a one man. Yeah, army it's, and all it was that a great stuff. time like, for, for machismo action films, it, wh- which like, is you know, your Stallones and Schwarzeneggers yeah. and Van Damme's. And all, so all my favorite movies tend to be from that era. You know, Stand By Me is probably Nine my, foot tall, ripped Jeff May likes action movies can with, you May, bo- with, with brawny I, men. I, like I don't said, believe it. I like how you said that as I said Stand By Me, <laughs> my favorite movies of all time. But I still, I, I just, I feel like the two thousands really, we got the best of both worlds without them getting so far out of it. I've decided the nineties. The nineties. I've decided the nineties. Mm-hmm. Help me out with we that. We got right. Jurassic Park. We got Terminator yep. Two. Schindler's List. We got Schindler's List. We got Saving Private Ryan. We got Oof. Boogie Nights. Magnolia. We got the beginning of Paul Thomas Anderson. We have Amer- American Beauty. Great. Which great movie. Yeah, Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. You know I. Chasing Amy, I loved it, and I watched it again. I was like, wow, this is the most 1997 movie I have ever seen in my life. Even Clueless. Yeah, even Clueless com- yeah, comedy yeah, is really good. good. Comedy is too. Good. Clueless. Yeah. We have Jim Carrey, Reign of Mask, Fire yeah, Liars. Yeah, a lot of my favorites are... A lot of my favorite movies are the 90s. Yeah. But was it the best? I mean, I'm I mean, arguing the that, bi- that... It's biased it's because we're all of... I mean, I'm probably... We are of that time, yes. A certain age where if you ask... Fargo... Is Fargo. probably is probably Pulp my Fargo. favorite movie. Pulp Fiction, Forrest yeah. Gump. Oh God, you might be. Yeah, be, maybe it's the nineties. I think. Okay, I'll I will concede the nineties. Feels good. I'll you, concede the nineties. You that win this one, Danger. Just the one ever. All right, what's next? What's the next? What's the next topic? What's next? What's next? What's N X E T? That's on a Warren G song. He spells next N X E T, and not a single person in his entourage of yes men were like, uh, "Hey, you misspelled that." So now it's on record for everyone to hear. Literally what's next, on a record what's next, for everyone. What's NXET? It's a creative choice. Yeah. Um, I'm sure he'd like to say it's a creative choice. Should we talk choice. about something fun? You know what was the shit in the 70s? Terrorism. Oh, yeah. You, you had you terrorism really and crime on there, too. And I yeah. Had... Well, the thing is, like, terrorists for the most part. I mean, Munich. Munich was great harsh, movie. but also, like Brett just said, great movie. 9-11 movies are garbage, uh-huh. but Munich is just Eric Bana kicking ass. It's because the 9-11 movies can't live up to the hype. You know, there's yeah. a lot of- we were all there yeah, it's at a- the time. Yeah, it was better in person. But terrorists in the 70s, they were just like jet-setting Venezuelans who wanted to like take a plane and get everyone off and blow it up in an empty field on TV to be like, ha, see what we did? So they were in it for the love of the game. Yeah, they were just like trying to make a point. And they were always well dressed. They smoked in their interviews. On airplanes? Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I mean I mean there were some moments where uh 
that there were some bad acts. And it's worth mentioning that terrorism happened here all the time in the 70s. Hmm. I think people have forgotten that, but like groups like the Weather Underground that... Oh, the Weathermen? Yeah. The guys that would break into schools and stuff and like board themselves up? Those guys? Yeah, but see, because Obama's associated with them, that's what we remember them as. But no, they just put bombs in buildings and killed people. Like, oh, yeah. like they set hundreds of bombs in public places in the 70s. There were a lot of groups operating in the United States. There was a bomb that went off at baggage in LAX in the 70s. Like It happened so regularly that at one point they, they were concerned that their bombs weren't getting front page coverage anymore. So they started doing less bombs and higher, higher profile targets. Let's talk about celebrity terrorists. Okay. The Unabomber. That was the 80s, wasn't yeah. it? It was the 80s. Was the, uh, 80s and 90s. Right, right. Uh, it was really, the 90s, it really... Patty Hearst. You know, how cool was that? Patty Hearst. Patty, that was pretty Patty cool. Hearst gets kidnapped, and then she's like, oh, no, I like this. It's bin, cool. Bin Laden's getting his footing in the 90s. Mm, you know? No, that was the 70s and 80s. Because no. that's when we were pumping money to had... Afghanistan to, well, to do uh, that. So but I meant... to fight the Russians. Yeah, but that's not terrorist when you're fighting the Russians. That's just being yeah, but that's how he got. That's, that's how he got. No, but I'm saying he's really getting his. You know, he's really he's really going out on his own. You know, with the whole terrorism thing, like we're getting a lot of stuff. You know, the Clinton years. Uh, Bin Laden was very active during the Clinton years, and that was were they you know, seen was, at fundraisers together? <laughs> oh, very political yeah. danger. Yeah, that was a good one, pal. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have anything for terrorism specifically, but I thought being a, a criminal in the twenties was the best time to do it because that's when you were like a gentleman rogue when you could rob a bank and then get on the cover of the newspaper and like people would like you for it because you were like stealing from the banks and that's right and that makes you like a robin hood character so if i'm if i'm going crime slash terrorism slash you know using violence for your own means i go 1920s all the way and there was no technology to catch you yeah yeah, John Mulaney has John that, bit that so great good. bit about people catching murderers back then. They dressed up. Yeah, <laughs> they dressed up to go to a crime oh, yeah. scene. They'd take credit. There's a pool of the killer's blood in the bedroom. Gross. Hmm, gross. <laughs> now back to my hunch. <laughs> yeah, the Mulaney's bit is so fantastic. Yeah, they, like they barely had fingerprint technology. Uh-huh. How did they solve anything back then? Yeah. Uh, informants. Yeah. informants yep. uh coercing, pigeons, coercing confessions out of yeah, the like, right. black guy beating, beating yeah. people until they tell you what you want <laughs> yeah to hear. whatever black guy had the nerve to live in their town he probably goes first <laughs> but that was the time you could have a nickname like Babyface and still be feared yeah you know yeah now you're you're just uh now you're just george nelson feared on the on the boards as a producer Babyface was a producer oh, he produced cool. tears in heaven by eric clapton no i didn't know that no i'm wrong it was uh that's why I didn't know. Change that. the world, which bullshit song? Fuck you, Babyface and Eric Clapton. Wow, this went from over this six to midnight here, huh? <laughs> totally over <laughs> it. What other categories can we talk about? We talked about music, Politics. TV, movies, politics were definitely not the best in the seventies. <laughs> no, <laughs> and I think the eighties might not have been the best either. For politics. Nope. Yeah, well, I don't credit. You had you had the start of. I mean, the good parts of globalization where the Berlin Wall came down. Ollie North. Um, that was exciting. Yeah. I don't know. There's never been good politics. Let's say the 1770s. That was a good time to be a politician. Just be, what, yeah. Yeah. the 1770s. Yeah, starting off your starting s- off America. That's a yeah, you know? 1780s really because yeah. America didn't really really start until like 1779. Yeah. So really. Okay. Yeah. That, those are. Uh, I mean, uh, we're gonna go back to the best versus first argument here. 
Yeah, I feel it's a kind of a bit of a situation where every generation claims that they have the worst politicians, and ah. that's just kind of, you know. The 90s, I think, were pretty decent for politics. I mean, you know. Yeah, but that's when, like, Newt Gingrich started polarizing the parties and saying, we're just not going to work with you whatsoever. Massive and just, partisanship? That's yeah. not new. You, well, no, new. it's it really got its foothold in the 90s, though. Before then, there were, like, people going across the aisle. and Yeah, and really, to block civil rights. Like, that's also, why they were yes. going across the <laughs> aisle. <It's> like, <laughs> but they were working together, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah, like Dixiecrats, they cross the lines, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, uh, I mean, I, you know, I mean, the Clinton years were, I think, uh, pretty good. We got an impeachment, but it was like a bullshit impeachment, which I thought was pretty exciting, you know. Well, what about the seventies? We got a real impeachment. That I, what I like about the seventies. No, you didn't get an impeachment. Yeah, they you impeached Nixon. Nixon. No, he resigned before he was impeached. But they passed the first article of impeach article of impeachment yeah, before he resigned. He, like they, I mean, he bailed before a formal impeachment could be filed, though. Right. Yeah. But they they had pa- they were going to do it. It's on the books as an impeachment. Oh. And then he's like, Pfft. yeah, he was like out. But you know all the crazy shit he tried to do first to fend that off to end the invest- investigation. He was just gonna fire the guy who was doing the investigation. <laughs> But he didn't That's have so baller. He didn't have the oh, it gets worse. He didn't have the authority to do it, so he would have had to ask. Uh, oh, who was I want to say Secretary of State? Uh, but he, whoever it was, he asked to do it. Also, wouldn't do it. So Nixon fired him, and then that person was replaced with someone else. Nixon asked him, he wouldn't do it. He fired him. The third person he finally hired to fire this guy agreed to do it. Oh, it's funny that that's it's like called the Saturday Night Surprise. The last, that's the real last president that was just that had the biggest balls in the world in, in regard to that. Like, into where it'd be like, I'll do whatever I want. Like, well, you know, Clinton, I feel Clinton like he the whole, wasn't, but I feel like he actually, he's actually kind of a pioneer in that way. In that, I feel like every president before him was the exact same way. They were all lying and doing whatever they wanted and then telling the public another thing. But Nixon fought for his right to do that. Like he literally wanted to be able to do one thing and tell the public something else. He wanted to violate Magna Carta. Well, he he <laughs> wanted to just keep some things from the public if he felt it was a national security issue. And he basically went to the Supreme Court to keep that right. And they said no. He and went to China. And then that's what that's what fucked him up. That's what because he had those tapes. He kept like he kept going on TV and saying he had nothing to do with this. And oh. then knowing damn well there were tapes yeah. of him saying all this crazy shit. I like Lyndon Johnson. How whenever in an argument he would just take his dick out and like swing jumbo, <laughs> or he would go or he'd go to the bathroom and just like start taking a shit and be like, "Oh, c- come in, keep talking. Yeah, we're keep still going. talking about this," and just like staring at them while he's yeah. shitting. Yeah. Huge asshole, but he used his powers for good. I don't think he showed him his asshole when he would do that. Well, no, no, no. He himself. He was a bad, he was a. Bad I, I guy. like I like that 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 there was a guy who was at the highest seat of office, and he was just like talking, straight up taking his dick out. Right. Well, there is that very famous like, bit of uh, bit of radio they used as a um, a drop on Kevin Bean all the time, where Lyndon Johnson's talking to his tailor about his suit and how he needs more room for my ball sack and my bunghole. It's awesome. You've never heard a president say bunghole and mean it. Yeah, that's where he's ordering pants. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's a great great uh, tape. 70, I'll go with 70s in politics. Well, it's also when we learned we could fight the government. We could protest and things might actually Wouldn't that have been the 60s, And when we though? elected the first 
honest to goodness, generally pure and nice president, and then we immediately got rid of him. Gerald Ford. Yeah, uh, I was. Oh, I was going to say uh, Jimmy Carter. Oh yeah, Carter. And they're just like, oh fuck this guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was like this one gleaming, glistening moment of hope <laughs> where they were like, the metric let's system. get a nice guy in. And if, then immediately they were like, oh, let's you know have what? a strong Fuck man. This nice guy. If you watch the 70s documentary, the things that derailed presidents back then are so great. Like the, what fucked up Gerald Ford, he was in a debate and uh, the, the guy asked a question about the Soviet Union using Eastern Europe as a sphere of influence. And uh, Gerald Ford goes, there is no sphere of influence in the Eastern European section of, or whatever. And the, the guy asking the question goes, whoa, 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 wait. So you're trying to say Russia's not using Eastern Europe as their base of operations, which they absolutely were. What he meant to say was there would not continue to be one under his watch. Uh -huh. But he just left a couple words out, and it made it sound like he had no idea what was happening in Russia. And then people were like, yeah, let's just elect Jimmy Carter then. That's right. fine. Jimmy Carter? Yeah. A poor peanut farmer. And then uh, Jimmy Carter almost lost. He, he got challenged for. To a fight. When he tried to get reelected, not only did he have to go up against Reagan, but Ted Kennedy challenged him for the Democratic nomination, which is crazy because Jimmy Carter was a sitting president. But Ted Kennedy came close, and I think he would have won, but there's. An interview, but with, he killed a woman. Well, he did that, <laughs> yeah. but that happened later. But there's an interview with him where they go, "So, why do you want to be president?" And it's so obvious he has no no idea how to answer that question. He goes, he "Um, dead. well," and it takes forever for him to answer that question, huh. and that derailed his whole campaign. And Carter mm. got the nomination. Reagan won. Campaigns have been derailed for worse, though. Like the Howard Dean scream. It's so often heard on this very program. Yeah. Boom. You're out of the race, buddy. God. Every time I hear it, it's just, you're like, oh, yeah, that's how he fucked up. Yeah. He's, just, just one thing. Well, his smile when he did it, too. That's the, when you see the video of it, it's even better. Yeah. He was a you know, person. I don't think I have seen the video of that. Yeah, well. Should we uh, get the comments? You know, it's a big world out there. Do you feel like I want you to know that I'm here. <laughs> we call it Zimmy and Fuckers. Well, we read this with my fucking comments. And we're smarter than I was doing improv there where you have to figure out what I'm saying. I go, Oh, you're doing improv? That's why it wasn't good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. Exactly. Shots fired. Yeah. We're fighting now. Do we have any voicemails? Yes, you can call the, vo the voicemail line at 505-3-UNPOPS. That's 505-386-7677. Yeah, it is. Here yeah, we go. The Quiet Storm. Ooh. Hey, what's your favorite Kevin Bacon movie? What's That's it. Hollow Man, movie? because you see his dick for a second. Favorite Kevin Bacon huh? movie? If you went... Yeah. I mean... Actually, Frost and, Nixon. And uh, Wild Things. Yeah. Because <laughs> of the, you know... Yeah, Frost Nixon, Nixon is pretty good. Totally. So but good. X-Men First Class. One that he's... Apollo Ooh. 13 is great. Yeah, Apollo 13's good. Like, one that he's... Boy, he's media. in a lot of movies, isn't he? Wow, it's, they should make a game about that. Yeah. Stir of Echoes. I'm just joking. That movie was terrible. It wasn't a terrible movie. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have... Let's a, IMDB Kevin Bacon. He is fun in, in X-Men First Class. He is great like in X-Men First Class. Oh, wow. He, oh, yeah. I forgot Mystic River and Sleepers. He's also oh, shit. in those. Yeah, Mystic River, probably. Mystic River's amazing. My God, he's in everything. Yeah, he is. 
yeah, yeah. Did he get nominated uh, for Mystic River? I know Tim Robbins won. I think he might have. Oh, my dog's get. Never mind. Yeah, that's that's the one. Yeah, look. I mean, look at it. He, he was in Sleepers, Tremors. Apollo thirteen, Murder in the First. These are all like in a row. Tremors. A few good men. Oh yeah, he was in Tremors. Damn right, he was in Tremors. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm. Planes, I'm, trains, and automobiles. He's not. Yeah, he's, but he's, he's not uncredited in that. I'm gonna go Mystic River. That's a really great movie. I really enjoy X Men First Class, so I'm gonna go with that. Yeah, of course you are. You... Apollo thirteen. Love it. Stick with uh, yeah, stick with Frost Nixon. That's yeah, okay. Frost yeah. Nixon was yeah. pretty great. I love Dick. He has a movie coming out called I Love Dick. Oh, that's true. He plays he Dick. plays Dick. Yeah, he plays Dick. His following TV series was great. Yeah, I thought the following was good too. It was kind of corny, but it was good. But yeah, I go Mystic River. Okay, asked right. and answered. Good commendations on that uh, on that caller for just really get doing in, a good hit. Get and run. It the fuck We're doing one with. more. We're doing one more yeah. quick one. Don't bore us. Go. Get to the chorus really quick. Wendy's chili, yay or nay? Nay. Mm. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while, so. Nay. For one thing, you can tell that the meat in it is just the old... hamburgers <laughs> that didn't get sold, so uh, they chop them up and throw it in there. That's gross. I respect that, actually. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. It's a good way to not use, uh, to not waste day-old meat. But also, it's got, like, celery in it. Like, there's a, you'll get, a, like, a piece of celery floating in it. It's watery. Eh. My chili's better. Jeff, when, make... Wendy's or my chili? Oh, I would take your chili in a heartbeat. I make the best chili in the world. I'd love to chili. try your chili. It's really good. It's pretty good. Jeff knows. Yeah. It's good, and the guy's good in it. Yeah, time, for a, time for a house party. A chili party. Whew, I don't know about that. All right. Well, you let me know. It's like it's silly here. Yeah, that's... Got silly with chili. Come on. It's kind of extreme. All right. Oh, we forgot about Animal House, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we ignored that. Animal House. Let's read some comments. Uh, must we? Yeah. Do their, uh, does their voice matter? Norway to Illis, do you really think a government that would allow a purge would uh, bother spending money on social programs? Yeah, that's yeah, 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 that kind of so. the point. Yeah, that's that's how they sell it to their people, dummy. Oh, yeah, your argument about whether uh, American, uh, whether uh, Mad Max was an American movie or an Australian movie was insane. Gonna, Fuck you. It's an, it's an Australian movie. Shut up. They re, The original ones they had to redub because the the, the original actor's yeah. accent was so thick. I was talking about Fury Road. And that's, uh, an, that's, that's, that's is also an Australian movie. That's an Australian movie, movie that was brought about by an and American. filmed in Namibia. Movie. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I read the article. I read the article. Oh, yeah. I don't see it as having any nationality. I think it's post-nation. Here's a good comment. Lag says Adam is severely underestimating the homeless population because there are about forty nine thousand and something homeless veterans in the USA. Veterans Tragedy. that have time to wander wander around the streets for the best locations in the city to tactically kill you and outclass you. ATB, watch out. Yeah, I'm sure all those they're going to outclass seems, uh... me. They're going to jump out, and I mean, all of a sudden, like... since they found a great hiding spot, they're going to have a really sweet watch. Yeah, if they're homeless, how are they paying attention to Adam? And a lot of those homeless veterans too. Yeah, uh, uh, have they've like shell shock, uh, and they've sold their guns for booze. Yeah, I mean that's not that that's not a very motivated group at this point. For someone accusing Adam of underestimating the homeless, uh, I think you're uh, disrespecting the homeless problem as it is. Yeah, yeah, that's what my whole last column was about. Did you Mm -hmm. read it? 
No. It's about why the purge would work because it's directed toward oh, homeless people. Oh, hold on. There people. was one down there. Uh, the best part about being five foot nine. I, I was reading it and then it. it the oh, that's uh, um, Lady of Old Boots. Lady of Old Boots. The best part of being five foot nine is telling people I'm 69 inches tall. Nice. I'm going to save that for my act. I'm going to use that. <laughs> 69, if you know get what it? I mean. Do you guys get it? Yeah. Do you get it? 69 is a sex thing. Yeah. That's, oh. that's funny. Oh. Is it? Yeah. No, it's a sex thing. Oh. So, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I know. So there you go, Lady of Old Boots. Five foot nine is lay. That's a good height. It's a good height. Respectable height for a lady. For a guy, it's uh, ridiculous. That's yeah, all right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Don't be five nine if you're a man. Yeah, no way, no way. My brother's five nine, by the way. Uh, oh, I like this. Piece I like shit. this comment a lot. It's from uh, Matt Counselor. He says, "ATB, the monkey who ripped a woman's face off was named Travis. Shortly after that happened." I started he- hearing people say that they were going to go Travis out when they got mad. I like, uh, it. I like that a lot. I like that, that a lot. A, that, that phrase did not make it in the zeitgeist. <laughs> oh, let's, but it can. Yeah, it can now. Here. Let's go Travis, I, everybody. I do like that you said you would have him on your purge team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the yeah. Connecticut monkey? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's, he's definitely purging with me. That's it's, for sure. It's like, hey, I wonder what happens if I uh, keep this wild pounds of muscle. Uh, and insanity as a pet and see what happens yeah it's gonna do something face awful. loss it's gonna, that's what happens it's gonna kill you get a bonobo those guys are chill <laughs> what yeah. about a cappuccino nice little cappuccino get the puffy hair tiny faces freak me out oh, like yeah. shrunken out tom hardy is british and george miller's australian Foster shame Wolf says that as Great. if we give a shit i don't care care about tom hardy uh i like tom hardy I do too. It's fine. It's actually great. It's good. Ooh, Adam cutting off Jeff, a compilation. Oh, of yeah. Love. Did you listen to that? Someone put together a compilation uh, just of me to. cutting you off. No. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, on, I, it's on SoundCloud now. I reposted it. Oh. And it's a, just uh, five solid minutes of you trying to talk and me going, hit it, Brett. That's pretty great. <laughs> Except the, the last one is the one where I had you and Genevieve on and somehow forgot to cut someone off as if yeah, those aren't the two ideal people to cut <laughs> off. Oh. And then Brett ended up. You Brett, you cut me off on that episode. Yeah. Oh, that feels good. Yeah. That feels so good. <laughs> That's why I do it every oh week. God. Oh yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, so everyone, yeah, go look at our uh, SoundCloud page. You'll see that compilation of me telling Jeff to shut the fuck up, like I do all. I'm the actually going to listen to that on the way home. <laughs> yeah. I thought you'd already heard it by now. I hadn't. I hadn't seen it yet. Okay. Do you have anything to plug? Yep. Uh, uh, you can come to Mint on Card on August 26th uh, in Burbank. Find the shows are the so good. Oh, my God. That last one was so good. Because I was on it. Yeah. Nah. Adam did a guest drop-in spot. Mur- it was one of the best shows I've ever seen. I just got to watch it and enjoy it. It was so good. Nice. So you should come to those. They're really fantastic. Um, I will vouch for that. I have been. Readers. Danger, doesn't Danger have do you have anything no, to, plug? to plug? No, I have thing. something to plug, actually. Okay. Um, uh, the Nerd Rockers Ball, my big... Uh, my... <laughs> nice layup. Um, yeah, no, Adam's going to be uh, going to be on the Nerd Rockers Ball with me. We're doing an EP preview show on Saturday, the 16th, at Lot 1, free, 21 and up. Come on out. It's a night of enthusiastic music and comedy. We got Alex Schmidt. We got uh, Chet Wild. We've got Adam Todd Brown. We got Ian Carmel bunch of great bands including yours truly and we will have the first few copies of our brand new ep you're goddamn right very excited i just got a copy yep he's probably gonna listen to it sometime i will listen to it i got a copy too yeah i I mean it's on cd so i'm gonna have to work all that out (laughs) we'll put it the the actual release of the album's in october so this is all preview stuff so you know hush hush can we get a tape 
Uh, no, no tapes. Unless you find my talk boy from you back have, in the 90s. Okay, so track three on here is Excellent Horse-Like Lady, parentheses, USA version. That's correct. What's the Japanese version like? The, the, it's, a Korean, it's a North Korean pop song. Uh, it's worth Googling. It's fucking bananas, and uh, it's, it's great. It's all about how this woman gets so much energy from the dear leader's influence and inspiration that she works so hard to get to, to, to make all of the T-shirts because it's a glorious age for North Korea. It's pathetic propaganda, and it's so lovely and engaging. And then I wrote a song about how that girl got murdered because she totally might have been. We don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a it's a really fucked up situation, but it's that's North Korea. So what are you going to do? Wow. Yeah, there are other songs on the album as well. I can't OK, good. Yeah. What do we have to plug? What indeed? Uh, oh, here's what I will tell you. We later this week have a special podcast just to tell you all the things we have to announce that will be up on Friday. Get excited about yeah, it. Get excited because it's all very, very big news. It's going to change your life. It's going to change Jeff's life. It's going to change, change your life. It's going to change Brad's life. It's going to change my life. It's not going to do shit for danger. It would uh, be so awesome <laughs> in our universe. I'm doing a callback right now. That's a really important thing. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We should get the fuck out. Oh, and yeah, come see me at Darkest Hour on July or August, uh, you know. <laughs> August 12th. There it is. Soon. All right. Jeff, say goodbye. Yeah, I will jerk brett say goodbye goodbye danger thank you for having me have a lovely evening thank you for coming out and god bless me all of you